what have you accomplished this week so far? Well, we've had a really good week. I think our guys are excited to play. Um, um, I think we've got a lot of individual work in with our players, but then uh, we've competed really well too. So uh, getting Gav back has really been good to have him back in practice, and I think he's getting stronger every day um, as he as he practices with us. But uh, a little unsettling, you know, not knowing who we play, but uh, that'll get narrowed down here tonight, and then we'll be down to two teams. So this new format. To these different rounds. Do you like it? Well, you know, I've been watching it for years. I mean, the Big East started this years ago, and and now you look at most every major conference, and uh, there's some type of play into an eight-team format or play into a four-team format, and um, so I think that the, the the thing that is probably the bigger challenge than you know an, an adjustment to uh, the format is still Sundays in the middle of it, and trying to manage that is is an issue. What's been the biggest challenge for Gavin as he's tried to come back? Has it been his it's his wind. It it's his wind most. His timing's good. I mean, first day back, first competitive session, eight-minute session, had three blocks right at the rim. I mean, he, he's, got, uh, he's got great basketball instincts, especially on that defensive end around the rim. And, uh, but just how long we'll be able to play him um, as, we, as we get started here. Uh, hopefully we can still count on the, the, the real – you know, 23 to 28 minutes that he's been giving us, we might have to do it a little different way, you know, in shorter periods. In that regard, Sunday will really help you. Yeah, should, should really help. You mentioned that knowing who you're going to face yet. Does it help being in this situation where at least regardless of who you play, it's somebody that at this point of the season you've seen a lot of, you've already faced a couple times. Does it jumpstart the prep a little bit? Yeah, well, one, one, of, the, one of the three teams we just played, okay? Mm-hmm. So you kind of take that game plan and, you know, we, we've got a pretty good idea of how we'll, you know, approach that. Um, the, you know, the Portland, the Portland game, we played really well up there, uh, one of our better games of the year. But Santa Clara, we haven't played for a while. And so that, that's, uh, it's interesting, you know, how you try to divvy up the, the emphasis on, you know, what you're trying to work on, especially on the defensive end. But most of this week has been on us and trying to get us, you know, our guys, uh, back into a real positive mindset, and and that I mean, we had three or four weeks where I thought we played really good basketball, and and the week we took the two losses, I thought we played portions. Thirty minutes of the San Francisco game was as good as we played maybe, and then thirty minutes against Gonzaga was way better than the, f- the first time we played them. At the, with ten minutes to go, it was a ten point game, you know, and got away from us. So um, kind of you know just. Concentrate on the on the positive things and, and and challenge the guys the best we can and we'll, uh, we'll leave here in the morning get a practice in and then go have the guys watch the first half of the game tomorrow. The key has been uh, your defensive play. What's been the trigger for that in those those couple of games? Well, I I think that uh, you know McKay and Nick have, have given us a really good you know presence on the guard line and then adding Gav and his kind of basic you know you know the natural instincts that he has understanding our system and how to guard ball screens up top, how to ball, guard ball screens on the wing, but always being kind of a secondary defender where he can protect the rim has really helped. If you think that, you know, he's, he's blocking, what was that, I think second in the league in block shots and it may be only one or two and some nights he might get three, one night he might get five. Those are all potential scores at the rim. And that's, uh, you take four or five baskets away in a game and that, that can really help you. 
TJ took a pretty hard hit the other night. Did he show any effects of that coming back? No, and he, and he hasn't. You know, he's he's a uh, he's been full go. Yeah. What's the model you'll use on Saturday when you have such a late game? Ooh. What's been your philosophy? If you guys uh, at least upright and the blood flowing and whatever. Well, I, I don't know if it's you know we had a lot of good late games this year. You know, and one fifteen is you, our normal shoot around for a home game, and then on a nine o'clock game it's three fifteen. So basically, we try to get to that shoot around time because then it becomes really normal. Uh, if we if, if we've got a what is it, a nine o'clock start, you know, then you know we'll have about a uh, what is that a three thirty um, shoot shoot around time, and so or, or maybe that's our pregame meal. It's four and a half hours, whatever the difference is. Just try to get to that point, and once we get there, then everything seems normal. I always tell the guys, wake up two hours or later, you know, and then maybe we can uh, just have a shorter day. But those days are long. They're really long. If they, if they do that, you can have them go with Brian and Santiago and go nine holes at least. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like the weather's going to be good. You know, our trainer might get that in. He, he likes that. How, how much of getting past Gonzaga in this tournament for any team is, is mental, like a mental barrier that has to be crossed? Well, when, if you get to that point, uh, you know, we got to that point last year and, 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 you know, I think that that's a good thing with your guys, that they've been there before. Um, but besides besides your mental, your belief in it, I thought our guys, you know, hung in there really good up there and then we got into a tough spot. Yoli got his fourth foul. We took him out of the game right at the 10 minutes point. It was an 11-point game. And then, you know, things kind of got out of hand. It got to 20 quick. But... Uh, I think that uh, mentally, is, is you keep your guys really positive. I mean, it, 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 the streak that they're on has to come to an end sometime, and you know, hopefully, it's, it's you, know, you get a chance to do it. So, it, but, but you know, the mental approach is a lot of it. But physically, you got to go out there and play well to beat them. They've just proven that they're not going to lose. You got to beat them, and uh, you don't necessarily have to be better than they are, but you do have to beat them, and that's. While we play, can you explain kind of what the grind of these types of tournaments are, where you don't find out who you play till the night before, and then it's prep, and then if you win, you do it again. Obviously, with Sunday, it kind of gives you a little bit of a break. But what these next couple of days are like in terms of the prep? Well, I, th I think the uh, the the stress and the strain, for the most part, is on the assistant coaches. I mean, they all have responsibilities. Each one of them have a certain team. Uh, if their team wins, you know, then, you know, they move to the front of the line as far as the prep is concerned. And so, and, and, and we're talking about late nights. We're going to find out Friday night around 10, 30, 11, 12, whatever time, who we're going to play. And then that guy, he's, he's our guy, uh, you know, for the, the, the next day to get us to shoot around the prep. And so, and then, you, you know, win that game. And with the Sunday, it changes things a little bit. But you still got late nights. Trying to get the scouting report put together, uh, the players. What you, what you're really trying to do with the players is to just kind of keep them, you know, just manage them and keep them healthy and strong and rested. So you, you're a lot. Of, you're worried about nutrition. You're worried about meal times. Uh, how much court time you put into it. How much prep time. We do a lot of walkthroughs in the hotel uh, lobbies, the ballrooms, and. Uh, we used to have a, a ball of tape that we'd throw around, but now I've actually got our guys packing a 
mid-sized ball that we could throw around, you know, to make it a little bit more normal. But a lot of a lot of preparation without using a lot of energy, saving energy for the games. There's some people who think TJ probably should have made the first team. Is he the type of guy that that could motivate him, or does does he care what? What is, what is uh, I think they all care, no <laughs> question about it. Um, to what to what extent, you know, uh, hopefully it's a healthy thing. Uh, I, I think that uh, the majority of media and coaches would tell you that he's one of the top ten players in the league for sure. And um, if the numbers didn't work out that way for him, then, uh, you know, we'll see how he responds. But you'll probably have a chance to ask him that, see what he says. The, the general consensus is the league is better this year from top to bottom, but you, the league's still in a position where only one team is definitely in the NCAA tournament. The other couple of bubble teams and teams have to win. How, how does this league get to the point where teams can get in without having to worry so much at the end of the, that of is the year? A, that is a really good question, and there's probably another 23, 24, 25 leagues saying the same thing. You know, uh, here's what is Wofford's really good. And, I know Danny really well, and you know he's sweating every minute. If he doesn't win the tournament, you don't know. Buffalo, same thing. Everyone thinks they'll get in. Zags, I believe, if they don't win the tournament, as the number one team in the country right now, probably would get in. But uh, it's, you know, the, um, the American Conference got two teams in and two teams that think they will get in. You know, with Temple and UCF. But it's uh, if if. You, if you're not in that power, those Power Five conferences or with seven, whatever they call them, uh, and you don't win your conference tournament, you're gonna be really nervous. Everybody. What you, this is kind of off the. And, and what what to do about it? You're well, asking I mean, the wrong like guy. The, well, you know, the, the league has made some changes to try yeah. to. Yeah, and, and you know that. we're trying to improve our seed with the right. tournament where we don't play really high RPI teams, you know, and uh, but but as far as. And I think you saw this year that the numbers, you know, with so many teams in the top 100 that you could go through the league schedule and and uh, increase, have your NET or RPI or BPI actually increase as you play games in the league when before it kind of seemed like it just, you know, kind of sunk the whole way. And, and the Zags, they moved theirs up and St. Mary's moved up. We moved up at times, moved down. So I think it was healthy for the league, but I, I think you know trying to catch the Zags is the number one thing that can make the thing more, le- more a lot more healthy. I was just going to ask you about the handshake lines, and they've been around forever. Are they really necessary, and why why does college basketball insist on them when you don't really see that a lot? Other sports. What you really see from the handshake lines are when it goes bad. <laughs> remember Steve Alford and JT in here I mean things you don't necessarily hear oh that was a great handshake line tonight yeah, <laughs> we all complimented each other it's wonderful but if guys go after each other it can get pretty it can get pretty hairy and you know I you know for me personally I, I, I think that uh you know, shaking hands with the coach after the game is probably a, a pretty good thing. I don't know if all the players need to shake all the players' hands and all the coaches' hands, but uh, like I said, that that's always a, a, a really interesting when the when the game's been really high, highly contested and there's been a lot of tempers and technicals and calls that have 
sent the guys sideways. I mean, I usually assign my guys, my, my coaches to some of the players, and hopefully they stay in together. But that's, that's a stressful time. I wouldn't mind changing that.